Ladies and gentlemen, in the chalked words of one Bartholomew J. Simpson, I will not celebrate meaningless milestones, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> but it's not meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 100! Yes! yes! <laughs> Cue the music. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello. Hi. Hey there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulia Cantarmaggio. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Friend. Yeah, yeah you are. Yes. Episode 100. 100. Wow. Well done, everyone. Well done. We get a letter from the Queen and everything. We do. Yes. It's all yes. official. It's all yes. official. And it's signed by Olivia Coleman. Like, what more could you want? Oh, it's just the best. It's the best. Yes. We're very yes. blessed. Yes. Yeah. Fortunate, fortunate. Very fortunate. Yes. <laughs> Very fortunate in the Fred shed, that's for sure. Um, Fulia, yes. how has your week been? My week has been sort of up and down. Been I worked at the tennis for one day, got sick from the haze and couldn't work the next oh, day. Oh, you poor <laughs> thing. Yeah, still sort of bit sore in the throat from breathing in all that smoke oh. yes. while working a ten and a half hour shift. Oh my god, you <laughs> yeah. poor thing! That's awful. Yeah, so that was a tough that was a tough day for me, and then yeah. the next day I had to cancel my short shift. I assume um, because of the fact that They'd... I just was not feeling well at all the next day. They didn't give you masks. Um, they did, but I'm guessing they either didn't do much or. Uh, well, though the the masks when you put them on in that heat. That area of your that that's covered by the mask is just hot, humid sweat, mm-hmm. and you can you can't really breathe any you can't really breathe out okay, so fresh they're just, air. They're just kind of pointless. Yes. Was they're, it more like it, a dust mask? No, no, mask. it was actually a, the, like proper with the filter, with the filter on oh, the end, oh. and still no good. But it was just very stuffy yeah. to wear, oh, so it was hard to breathe through. Yeah. Um, um, I was just going to say just some. Quick context for anyone overseas listening. Um, we're in Melbourne and we've been experiencing uh, bushfire smoke from the terrible fires uh, mm. in uh, New South Wales, New South Wales and Victoria, Eastern Victoria, uh, yep. Eastern Victoria. So um, and yeah, the it's the smoke is going all the way to Melbourne now, and it's yeah. been uh, you know shrouding us. We have a smoky city some days. Smoky, other days yeah. it clears up and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's been all over the place. Unpredictable. We've been yeah. we've been one of the most polluted cities in the world this week. So yes, yeah, so we had two days in a row where we were the most um, hazardous city in terms of air quality. Yes. yes. Correct, yeah. That and says a lot. It says a lot. Yeah. And, and I was working outside in it, of it unfortunately. Um, okay. Ended up going home with a migraine, which wasn't fun. And yeah. then it hadn't passed for like a good couple of days. No, yeah, it wouldn't. It was terrible. Oh, and I've that? still got that sort of burny yeah, feeling in the back said, of my throat. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> been trying to deal with that this week. Have you Have you had some up, ups this week, upsides? Um, Tell me happy things. I've been helping out with uh, Wayne here Ooh. with the rehearsals of The Boy I Paid yes. For, which yes. opens today. Yes! yes. yes. Holly <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, so I've been doing that. I uh, worked at the races on Saturday and Saturday, that particular day for the races was a late start. Right. Because it was the January twilight race day. So instead of starting at, say, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, we started at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. So the first race didn't start till like 3.10. Wow. The last race ended, uh, the last race went at 8 p.m. I was there right through till 9.45. Fun time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that wasn't too bad. So um, that was pretty good. And I was supposed to play a game on Sunday, but unfortunately it got cancelled due to fog. So when you say games, do you mean like that Friday the 13th game you've been playing for a while? No, 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 no. I mean ice hockey. Oh, okay. Yes. Jason... Has a hockey mask. Yes, so he was and in. He usually would be in goalie and in the goalie position. Yeah, he does have a stick sometimes. <laughs> He's used that stick a few times, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Well, the goalies always have a stick, and they're all padded up as well. Yeah, Jason doesn't need padding. Okay. Well, I, well then, I'm um, Jason is not my goalie, <laughs> <laughs> or anyone else's goalie for that matter. <laughs> You'd want him on your side, wouldn't you, Greg Kendall? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's good muscle. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> So, unfortunately, <laughs> due to fog in the rink, it's really weird because it's an indoor rink. You wouldn't think there'd be yeah. fog. But um, this is a very old rink in yeah. Oakley. And the roofing is made of tin shed roofing, like the metal, <coughs> the metal sheeting. Bless. Yeah. So, you know, whatever's happening outside, because it's so cold inside, the humidity comes in. And then because everybody's breathing out like hot air, Mm. it just creates this mass amount of fog, which makes visibility on the rink very, very um, dense and difficult to be able to play. So the referee decided to just cancel the games from from today that are at Oakley uh, due to fog. Wow. That is sad. Yeah, because, you know, not being able to see where you're going is very dangerous. So they were like, yeah, yeah no, Duh. we're not going to yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Which good. makes sense. Good safety yes. call. Very um, good. The only other thing that I can mention is just been, you know, watching some Netflix instead, been catching up on my uh, scrubs. Yes. <laughs> I am really enjoying it. Uh, isn't it just incredible? <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. And so it, it sort of gives you like these life meaningful sort of thoughts yeah Mm. it's literally one of the best shows in terms of the balance between drama and comedy Mm. and like i mean it's yes it's it's a it's a sitcom it's a comedy all of that but like the heavy stuff is fucking great well i think the best well the best comedies or the best stories use comedy to make you feel comfortable Yeah. yeah And then that way, when they deliver a dramatic punch, you feel it even more. Yeah, because and that's scrubs. You've, you know, you you feel for these characters because they're your mates. You have a laugh with them, yeah. and then when they hurt, you you feel it too. That's good yeah. writing. Yeah, it's yeah, very exactly. good writing. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Conjuring oh, franchise is also on your streaming services too, by the way. Okay, yes. but I won't yeah. be watching yes. it. Yeah. Um, well, she's missing out then. I think. The, the well, other... she lives with Annabelle. <clears throat> True. Yeah. Yeah. The other and show. Mates. Yes. They have little tea parties that night, I'm sure. May I'm I continue? Sure they did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
please. Yeah. Carry the on. Other, the other show I've been watching on Netflix is uh, Lucifer. Yes. It's close. Love it. Mm-hmm. She's on the right track. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, though. yeah. I, can't, I, so I know. I, fun. I need to actually sit down and watch the whole oh, thing. Oh, my goodness. Because yeah. the character is actually telling the truth about who he is, but no one believes him. <laughs> yeah, that's how. I'm pretty sure that's how the show until, opens. Until some, you know, until some characters, he's able to show his true self to some humans mm-hmm. and they get a bit shocked but then <laughs> after... I imagine that's an understatement for you no no <laughs> just they're, a little bit just a little bit they're shocked to the point where they can't talk to the person anymore because they now they're a completely different person or thing or whatever you want to call them <laughs> celestial God. being yeah and but then later on you find out that they're okay with it like they've they've come to terms with it they've processed it they're like um, okay because they're pagans yeah <laughs> <laughs> bloody heathens yeah but uh, it's it's a really great it's a really great show. Like honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. just being able to watch something that's still got you know the elements of what's happening in supernatural. You know, God, angels, devils, mm. demons. It's the same thing, but this is a cop show. Yeah, as, as it's a police t- procedure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's oh. and it's it's good. It's got the humor that it needs. It's got the drama as well. It's got some romantic you know scenes as well. Yes. But overall, it is, it's a lot of fun. Nice. It's a bit like the Conjuring franchise. Yes, yes, it's very super, much. It's just supernatural. You've got your investigation. You've got a loving couple in the middle yes, of it all. Yes, you know, God and, yeah, and yeah, the devil. Yeah, and family people. Family and stuff and some romance. I mean, there's a husband and wife. You know, yeah, who are just so sweet. So sweet. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. But that sounds great for yeah. Leah. I need <laughs> to. You. I need to watch Lucifer. Yes, you really need to. You'll definitely enjoy it. I'm sure I will. Yes. And plus, Tom Ellis is dreamy. So. Yes, he is. Oh, he's got a great singing voice. He mm. sings in the show. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so gorgeous. So, so good. So yummy. Yes. All right. Wayne. Yes. Speaking what of yummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> And in case you're running Kendall, yes, I do come with the comments. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it. I'm so glad you did. I knew we were on the same track. Oh, uh, we always are. Uh... How's your week been? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Mental breakdown? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Close to it. Um, I've been producing a show for those playing at home. <laughs> uh, directing it as well. Directing it as well. And... Um, yeah, look, it's going great. Such a, such a great team and wonderful support. But I did reach that point on Friday, which was our last uh, rehearsal as of this recording. And um, literally, I was... My head, I don't know. It was not attached to me. Yeah. I was like, I was losing everything. And I was like, Fulia, where's my phone? <laughs> Fulia, where, where, where's my coffee cup? He spreads out his stuff throughout the theatre. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like every row has something <laughs> his on it. You know, I was like that at uni. <laughs> I like, if it was, you know, it, I love it. uni tables are just like, you know, standard school tables. You sit two to a desk, right? Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sit down and spread everything everywhere. And in fact, that's how I uh, kind of met our mate Philip Hunting. <laughs> oh, was, really? Yes, because Philip being Philip was rock, rocked up late. <laughs> and I was near the door because I may have rocked up a little later than everyone else, but still on time. And Phil just pulls the chair aside, <laughs> like pulls it back, the one that's next to me. And I've got my shit everywhere already. So I do the whole thing that I do every time. (laughs) I'm sorry. I take up a lot of space. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's like, yep, no worries. He sits down next to me and extends his hand and goes, Philip. I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Wayne. And that's how Philip and I met. Aww. Yeah. Me being a selfish prick. I love it. Our relationship has not changed. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So yeah, so I've really been yeah uh, just focused on the show. Great. Um, last minute prep for a killer season. I hope it's selling so well so far, and hopefully we'll continue to do so. But as always, I am absolutely terrified. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. It's it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Because now now I'm bumping into people who I know are coming to the show, but now they're at the stage of telling me which show they're coming to. Oh. And a lot of them are saying, oh yeah, Monday night, opening night. I'm like, Because <laughs> 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 Monday night goes one way or the other. Either it's brilliant or it's not so great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I've had both. But what I need to just keep remembering is the audience doesn't know. Yeah. As long as the, you know, actors can convince yes um but i don't think i'll have a problem this time around no i fantastically yeah i can't wait to watch it yeah i'm I'm excited to see how how an audience reacts to it because you know we're at the stage where we've just been over and over it a lot um you know like it's 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 mostly a drama but there's elements of comedy to it Mm -hmm. and you know i was talking to the actors because we're like i don't know how the how the audience is going to react Mm. i go look for me it's not funny. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's not all of these things that, you know, it is intended to be because we've been running it for, you know, four or five months. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to an audience, it will be quite, yeah, it'd be quite different. But mm-hmm. as I've always said, when you're directing, say, like an intimate scene, because this play has a few intimate scenes, um, they're the least sexiest thing in the world to do. <laughs> they really, really are. Yeah. Um, and uh, that hasn't changed. Um, Good. How, however, however, <clears throat> there is a certain part in the theatre um, that if you're comfortable in your own skin and other people's, um, you've, there, there is a hot row. Where yes, there where is. You are. <laughs> it's very close. Very hot. Very row. close to some action. So, oh, um, wow. Yeah. So okay. we'll, put, we'll put you there, Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be the most action I've seen for a while. <laughs> So, yeah, cool. I'm happy with that. I'm... Okay, cool. <clears throat> Done. Because cool. <laughs> Fully didn't want to go there. Don't do it, actually. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> Can you at least introduce me to them first? <laughs> <laughs> who, who gets names anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old school. Old school. Uh, but yes, but been working working on a show. And so, yeah, now now's the point where you're just excited to bring it to an audience because oh, yeah. you're like, okay, we've done this enough times. Yes. And we keep tweaking it. Yeah. Let's just take it out into the world. Let's just rip the band-aid off mm. and set it loose. And do it. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And speaking of um, Midsummer Festival, yes. we also went to the Midsummer Carnival. We yes. did today. Yes. yes. A lot of fun. Yes. Um, weather was lovely today. today. Mm. This year it was a bit different. Last year it was um, a bit intensely hot. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, a bit more comfortable right. this year actually. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, great performances on. Had to walk through the stalls. The food trucks were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, a beautiful, diverse range of human mm. beings, which is gorgeous. Oh, great! Because um, normally when you when you know you talk about the queer community. As with, I guess, any community, really, the emphasis is always like the young and beautiful. <laughs> you know, because you, you're only really alive when you're in your 20s. Apparently. Um, yeah, not so. So no, it was incorrect. wonderful seeing all of these beautiful rainbow families and, um, you know, more elderly people who have survived a lot. And it's because of them we're able yeah. to have a midsummer carnival. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, it's just a lot. It's actually quite heartwarming. Like, yeah. well, I was having a bit of a walkthrough and. Um, whenever I see, like seeing the, the, the kids makes me extremely happy. 
because of the environment they are now being raised in, mm-hmm. um, in terms of love and positivity <clears throat> and acceptance. Yeah. And seeing people who are a bit more of an older generation, I'm extremely humbled mm. because I can appreciate um, the shit that they've had to had to go yeah. through to get to this stage. Yeah. Um, there are beautiful contrasts in both valid viewpoints and stories. Yeah. Um, so it's one of the things I love about Midsummer is actually more than anything is walking around and seeing the different people. And everyone's just so happy. Yeah. And all the oh, doggies. So yes. Doggies. Dog well, yeah. there's two types of pups at, at Midsummer Carnival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fully just gave me a look. You've got, because they have a dog show with the four-legged kind. Yes. And, and then you've got the pups. Yes. Yeah. They're cute. They wear really cute masks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, were, there, there, were three, there were three people that walked past us that were dressed up as furries. Yeah, okay. Yeah. In that heat. Yeah, that's commitment. Yes. Right. Some had their leather masks on. Well, there, were, there, were those type, there were those type of yeah, pups. Yeah, those pups, good on them. More power to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's midsummer. We don't judge. We embrace. Yes, exactly. And we love that. That's the whole point of that it. That is the whole point. Yes. <laughs> and our our friend from way back, David McNamara, who David. was a star of Michael Flipper getting married in the morning a few yes. years ago now, was yes. in the Gay and Lesbian Choir. Oh, wow. And working it, hello! Oh my god, absolutely <laughs> wonderful! That's yes, so yeah. So that team, I believe, I believe it's the same same team, but David's involved somehow um, in a production during Midsummer um, Festival, which uh, uses the music of George Michael to talk about this uh, the story of uh, of acceptance and equality. That's so good. In Melbourne, there was a mural of George Michael that got vandalised because of its um, religious iconography. I think I, I know the one. That it was considered blasphemous. And yeah. I think this, uh, mu- this sequence of music of music numbers yeah. that come from George Michael tell the story of this. Uh, so it sounds quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, that does sound really interesting. There, yeah, there's out. a lot of great... There's like 160 events oh my across God. midsummer, across 22 days. Yes. Um, Get involved, people. Check it out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And if you only see one, make sure it's the boy I paid for. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the one to go to. Yes. Kendall. Yes. My queen. Oh, yes. <laughs> my humble servant. Yes. <laughs> Only for today. Yes. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna milk it. Milk it, milk it. How's your week been? My week, uh, my week has been very good. Thank you very much. Um, uh, it's been a week of catching up with people and going to the movies nice. and having a lot of fun. So yeah. yeah. So um, on Tuesday, the wonderful Christina. And Hi, Christina. Hi, Christina. <laughs> Hi, Christina. We had our, our lovely day out. Um, in, we just went to uh, Cinema Nova in Carlton mm-hmm. uh, and saw a French film by the name of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I've heard of this. I have a quickie review for y'all. Ooh, okay. So mm-hmm. I will no not questions say, asked? No, I will, I will answer everything later. Um, so that was wonderful. And then uh, Wednesday night I saw Star Wars for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> Rise of Skywalker with a couple of my work buddies and one I hadn't seen for a bit. So it was nice to catch up with him and talk about movies we, you know, hadn't like seen together so you know yeah. we're just having a good good old conversation and yeah. talking about work you know so how star wars third time around can very good I, yeah. I yeah i love it cool. I, <laughs> I do enjoy it quite a bit um and then thursday i caught up with yeah two two dear friends of mine who are uh, raising a, a newborn mm. at the moment and she's beautiful and yeah. i got to hold her for the first time wow. Wow. 
Oh, I got so emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really wonderful. She's so precious. Mm. Um, and yeah, we had such a great time uh, catching up and, um, you know, Beck cooked dinner. No. Um, I can't remember what the name. It was a Turkish cuisine. But oh, I can't okay. remember the name of it. What, so was, what, what was it? It was. To you it reminded English? me of like a. Like it was like a pa- sort of like a pasta bake with like spaghetti in it and and cheese and lamb and tomato. Lots of tomato. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that might have been budek. That sounds. Familiar? familiar. Yeah. I might be what it Potentially was. Potentially Burdick, but it could I, be something else. Okay. I could message Jamil and ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> needless to say, it was delicious. Yeah. I had a really great time with them. And then uh, Saturday night, um, uh, some of my trivia friends had a gathering, uh, games night and some drinks for um, for one of the girls on the team's birthdays. Nice. nice. That was a lot of fun. Uh, played a game I'd never played before called the Game of Things. Mm. Basically, you get a, you know, there's a deck of cards that say things you'll never do twice. And then everyone has to write down, um, you know, something. That they never do twice. That they, that basically, that they never do twice. It could be anything. You don't have, it doesn't have to be specific to you. It could be something. Yeah. Like something funny or whatever. And then uh, you go around in the group and uh, after they're all read out and then everyone has to guess who said what. Oh. And if someone guesses yours, you're out. And the person that guessed correctly gets a point and then most points wins. Yeah. Okay. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was interesting too playing with... I, I only knew a couple of people at this at this party, so it was kind of... It was a bit of a challenge for me yeah. trying to figure out who was who. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I remembered everyone's names, thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that they helps. Were, yeah, it does help. And they were all really lovely people people as well yeah. so that also helped but so it nice was icebreaker yeah it was yeah, yeah yeah no i had a lot of fun and played beer pong for the first time in oh. like forever okay. yeah. since i was in my tw- 20s since you were in your american college years yes very much very much well I've, well well my my friend beck is an american so it's quite oh, funny that you say that yeah <laughs> i've never um, played beer pong yeah i've only ever played it once or twice and yeah i was setting it up with her and I was doing setting it up wrong and she's like have you ever played before <laughs> yes but not for years leave me alone <laughs> um, yeah but I had a lot a lot of fun nice. and then That's I, good. other than that I've just been working and and yeah lots of Fred related stuff that I will spruik at the end of the podcast awesome. absolutely you will yes alright so yes. that's us in the week that was mm-hmm. so I think now it might be time to jump right on in to the nerdy news oh, yeah. yes This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright, nerdy news time. And I have to start with some sad news, unfortunately. Um, We lost the incredible... Christopher Tolkien at the age of 95 this week. Um, he was the son of obviously famous author. We all know who he is. J.R.R. Tolkien of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, the creator of Middle Earth. Um, and Christopher was actually uh, responsible for bringing uh, all of um, his father's posthumous works to, you know, actually getting them published. Mm. Um, Most notably, The Silmarillion and uh, The History of Middle-Earth, amongst many others. 
Um, he managed to edit together um, manuscripts that his father was working on, obviously prior to his death. And um, he did want to publish the Silmarillion apparently before he passed in, I think, 1973, but sadly did not come to pass. Um, but his, uh, yeah, his son Christopher carried on his legacy. And wow. um, even before, you know, younger, before Lord of the Rings was published, he actually helped to... Um, uh, draw the maps of middle earth correctly wow because his dad was apparently was inconsistent with uh the descriptions and right. contradicted yeah. himself yeah. quite a bit and so he, his son um being a, a you know a lot younger was able to see a kind of lay things out a bit more clearer for him and you know actually came up with the map wow that's um, cool yeah really really cool so i wanted to mention him yeah. um because you know obviously lord of the rings is a huge part of pop culture absolutely and yeah. we're all fans here yep. of uh the films at the yes. very least yes. so Precious. yes yes <laughs> should have won an Oscar just saying keep going oh yes <laughs> yes don't get me started on that yeah um, but yes thank you so much Christopher Tolkien for your excellent contribution to your father's legacy yeah. and your own legacy yeah and pop culture in general yes absolutely, absolutely. Um, moving into other news now um, starting off with some I think Watchmen's DC I'm having a moment of not for, not remembering. But yeah, I think it's an offshoot of DC. Yes, yeah. offshoot. I've, yes, thank you. Um, so this TV series Watchmen, it has, it's aired its first season. First season is done. Um, creator, uh, writer Damon Lindelof, um, who you know, who conceived the entire first season, he's uh, decided that that's the story he wanted to tell and he doesn't want to continue it. He's, mm. he's, he's done what he set out to do with Watchmen. Um, so therefore it looks like season two is never going to happen. Okay. Um, HBO has said that they don't really want to continue um, without him. Yeah, uh, and, fair enough. And that makes sense based on things I've heard um, and read about how good Watchmen season one is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, without Damon Lindelof, there's probably not much point. So, so he's told the story he wants to tell. Exactly right. Yeah. So I think we'll just, you know, class it as a, a mini series and, and yeah. be done and be done with it. Yeah. But do yeah, it. I can't. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch it. Um, but yes, maybe maybe sad for fans who were expecting a season two, but um, just you know enjoy quality over quantity. Yeah. I was going to say short and sweet is sometimes better. Yeah. And I think this is why I tend to love like British series a lot. Say as opposed to American ones. Yeah, that's fair. Because the, the Brits just do tell a solid story in like eight to ten episodes and we're done. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yeah. And admittedly now with the rise of streaming services and because those production qualities are pretty high up, like mm-hmm. they're expensive. Mm-hmm. A lot of American series now tend to be in a lower number. Yeah. Sure they are. But the yeah. network stuff is still 24 episodes. And it fair is. enough, if it's good, you're all for it. Yeah. But sometimes you're just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, starting a series, like when you're starting a series, like 24, Yeah. they're an hour. You know, like it can sometimes yeah. just feel like, okay, let's do this. It's a, it's oh, a you lot. made seven seasons. That's an okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, um, but good on him. Good on yeah. him for doing that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say to piggyback off that sidebar there, mm. um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., one of my favorite shows, kind of did a similar thing, except, like, except they told two separate stories within the same season, and they called them pods. Oh. Um, yeah. One pod would be 12 episodes, and that would be your first, like, uh, your arc. first arc, and then your second pod would have another 12 cool. and then they would connect somehow yeah in, by the end it's, to make sense yeah. yeah brilliantly written and oh that yeah. sounds interesting really good yeah really good format um 
But gold leader, let's focus. Uh, more <laughs> DC news. Uh, this is very exciting. Uh, Superman and Lois, the upcoming DC uh, Arrowverse show, um, spin spinoff from Supergirl, um, has been given a full series order. Wow! So they haven't even aired the pilot or anything yet, but they're they're that confident it's going to be a success. It's getting a whole season one. So well, he's had such. A good res- had a good response, hasn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. He, Tyler Hecklin is Superman. I'm very thrilled. Yeah. Very, very thrilled. So cannot wait to check that out later in the year when all of the shows return for their upcoming seasons. Um, we've got some Star Wars news. This is pretty awesome. Taika Waititi is in talks to direct a Star Wars oh, film. Oh, yeah. Fantastic mm-hmm. news. I uh, imagine this comes hot on the heels of... Um, I'm sorry, Wayne's having a... Oh, okay. Yep, Wayne, I know exactly what Wayne's doing. I'm going to keep going. For those playing at home, he's trying so hard not to troll me right now, and I love it. Um, Yes, this has definitely got to be coming off the heels of uh, Taika's episode of The Mandalorian that he directed, which was the season one finale, and it was uh, widely recognized as the best episode of the entire show. Uh, Yes, correct. Can speak to that. Um, so yeah, they haven't said anything else as to what part of the lore or part of the expanded universe or anything Star Wars he's going to be adapting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that at some point it'll be happening. Um, and okay, that's cool. I am very very happy. And Wayne is not saying anything. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, more Star Wars news now. Uh, it was announced this week that. Not only are we going to be get, getting a film set uh, around the Knights of the Old Republic, we're going to be getting a series on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Very, very exciting stuff for Star Wars fans. Knights of the Old Republic, I don't know too much about. And if Phil was here, he'd be able to go on and on and on, and I would love that. Um, however, I do know that it is a aspect of um, the Star Wars canon or expanded universe that fans adore, mm. um, mostly due to the games that uh, were birthed mm. from um, this, you know, this area of Star Wars. Um, so I am super excited the f- that we're going to be getting so much of it um, because it sounds like it's going to be very, very good. Mm. Uh, not sure exactly when that will be uh, coming to Disney Plus, probably in a couple of years from now, but um, there'll be more news on that as it develops. We have more news from the upcoming Lord of the Rings live-action TV series from Amazon. Um, They unveiled the full cast uh, for the upcoming show, which is pretty exciting. And my favorite thing about this is the fact that I don't recognize any of these names. (laughs) And that is very, very exciting because, you know, we unknown talent deserves a place to shine and what yes. better place to shine than middle earth Absolutely. so um we've got actors from let's see nocturnal animals hotel mumbai the proposition ray donovan romper stomper um mm-hmm. joseph mall from game of thrones he was one that we've previously announced um on the show like well, maybe a month or so ago uh he was benjamin stark in that show in game of thrones um, but there's, yeah, lots of, there's a whole list of, of names and I, I'm not going to read them all out because there's a lot of names that I don't think even I would be able to pronounce. So, <laughs> um, but yes, lots of, yeah, I'm just so, so excited for just the untapped talent here that we're going to get to see. So very, very cool stuff. I cannot wait for the show in general. Mm. Lord of the Rings show is just going to be fantastic. 
Um, we've got some sad Simpsons news to talk about mm-hmm. this episode, and I'm sure Wayne is going to have a bit of a rant, and I, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, sadly, Hank Azaria has decided to step down as the voice of Apu. Um, this is sort of surprising, but not surprising at the same time, given um, there was... That controversy that we've we've talked about on the show before, uh, after that documentary, the mm. problem with Apu was released a year or two ago now. Yeah. Um, and talking about how you know Apu has kind of become a, a source of, you know, racism and bullying issues amongst you know that community and and just how that can negatively affect mm. uh, you know the Indian race of people. Um, even though that's not what the show's intent was at all ever. Um, for my money, but um, yeah, Hank Azaria and yeah, the producers on The Simpsons have just come to a mutual decision that it's just best that even though they said they weren't going to retire the character, Hank has said no, I'm we're not going to I'm not going to voice him anymore, and I don't know what they're how they're going to retire the character or what they're going to do going forward, but he's basically just yeah stepping down. He's he's done. No more Apu mm. from from Mr. Azaria there. Wayne, mm-hmm. would you like to 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 give your thoughts now or do you want to wait until I'm done with the whole um, news? I will be quick. Okay. Surprisingly. Can... No, that's no, okay. No, no, surprisingly I'll be quick because you're right, Look, like, I've ranted and raved about this Yes. Uh, when the problem with Apu first sort of uh, came to the forefront and I have yes. seen the documentary so I do appreciate the, uh, the filmmaker's point of view mm-hmm. because it's not a lived experience that I can share because no, I none of us can not, here, no. not Indian um, background. I do know what it's like to be compared to stereotypes because I'm European uh, and I grew up as a kid in the eighties when it was bad to be anything but a white Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I can have some yeah. relationship to that. Yes. Um, however, the Simpsons is a series that does work on stereotypes. That's where the source of its humor comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're not in the majority or the leading ideology, it means those stereotypes impact you even more. And I appreciate and respect that as well. It's time for the series to end though, if they're moving away from that vision, um, whether that's, that's right fair. or wrong and it's their decision is their decision, mm-hmm. but you're steering, you're steering, of course, to be perfectly honest. I don't think the yeah. show really has any, life into it to be honest um i will still watch new episodes um when they pop up but um i don't know when you start exiting certain characters i mean look we saw it with when when they killed off maud flanders yeah, you know? i yeah. mean and that was for totally different reasons mm-hmm. and the simpsons and fox were in the wrong with that and yeah they absolutely acknowledge that mm-hmm. um and so they should mm-hmm. um the way they 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 treated the the actress there um, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I don't know this for me, I'm just kind of almost bored with this now. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Why no. is this the thing now? Yeah. Why, why didn't they just, why are they making the decision now after they've like, they're, they're backtracking. They're not, yeah. they're not standing their ground. They're not backing themselves up. Like, and, you, you yeah. know, you get, you take shows like what family guy or South park yeah. who are, yeah, haven't been around as long as the Simpsons and probably exist due to the success of the Simpsons. Absolutely. And they and and especially South Park, they they're known for just mm. uh, you know no one is safe. No, right? That's their stick. That's their stick, and it works. And mm. they don't apologize for mm. it. And I get the Simpsons is more of a family orientated program, um, mm. but but it's still critiqued Middle America. <sighs> yeah, it, yeah. And, you know consumerism and all of these different things. Yeah, like, yeah. It's quite, and this is why the Simpsons is so 
beloved, really, or at mm-hmm. least was in its golden era, because it was wholesome in one way, but scathingly critical of the world in which we live. Yeah, you for know, sure. parodied itself as well as as well as yeah. others. Um, so I just feel like that if it's gonna walk on eggshells, I'd rather it not exist. To be no, honest. totally fair. Yeah, be yeah. be be brave about it. Don't. Yeah, yeah don't exactly. Be, and you know what? And and this is going to sound incredibly harsh, but let's be honest. This is the truth. It's 2020. Mm. This documentary was out what two years ago? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2020. We don't care about it. Yeah. Like we actually do not care. Let's be honest. Let's, yeah, that's fair. Let's tell it like it is. When it came up, it was an important discussion, mm-hmm. and it's still an important discussion. Of course. It absolutely is. Yes. But to link this decision. To, to an argument that has actually run out of steam. Yeah. And it's taken you this long to come to a decision. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. So yeah. I'm act- I am absolutely bored with it. Yeah. No, it's that's really, fair. Um, because I can promise you that if you um, think that Apu is the only character that is a stereotypical and potentially harmful representation of a subculture or of a group of humans, mm-hmm. then you're sorely mistaken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, <clears throat> I was going to say the amount of, of stereotypes in the Simpsons, like you yes. may as well just yes. end the show. Yeah. Anyway. And, point. and if, we know that yeah. when, you know what, there was that bowling episode, one of the teams was the stereotypes. Yeah. And you had all the race, the, the, the racial stereotypes. Literally there, all of them you know? were on the team. Yeah. And beside them were the home records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gold. Um, yes. But yeah, but that's, that's kind of my thoughts. It's, um, yeah. it, you know, I'll let the show do what it wants to do. Uh, but I don't care. And I don't actually really believe in their assessment. I feel it's tokenistic. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I feel. Yeah. No, yeah. that's fair. No, I appreciate yeah. your comments. Thank yeah. you. What do you reckon, Kendall? Should a poo stay? Okay. I, I it's think a loaded question. I think it's a loaded question. I, won't, I don't want to spend too much time more uh, on it, but I, yeah, I feel like they should have just, you know, doubled down and, and stuck. he should have stuck around. Yeah. We'll see what happens going forward. Absolutely. Um, speaking of going forward, there are two movies, both being produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, um, that ha- have been greenlit, and that is National Treasure 3 and Bad Boys 4. That's very, very exciting. I'm very excited for National Treasure 3 because I love the first two movies. Some of my favorite Nicolas Cage films. And I, and I love the, you know, the Indiana Jones of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of, you know, archaeologist type adventure stuff. I, I, yeah, one of my favorite types of movies. So I'm really happy that's coming. Bad Boys 4 seems like a no-brainer. I mm. think the, the reception to Bad Boys for Life has been pretty good. Um, saying that it's like... It's not. Uh, it doesn't break the mold or anything, but fans of the franchise apparently uh, will be very pleased with it. I'm paraphrasing some reviews that I read. Uh, yeah, and it kind of sets up, you know, the future. I mean, we know from the trailer that it shows, uh, you know, a, a younger, up-and-coming kind of team, you know, clashing with the older guys, and mm. that, I love that kind of banter. So yeah. I can't wait to watch the movie. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. So I'm very happy that um, we're going to get to see Will and Martin come back. Yay. Another time. Mm. It's very awesome. Um, this was something completely unexpected. Quentin Tarantino said this week that he is going to be writing and directing a five-episode series of Bounty Hunter. Do it, do it, do it, do it now. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yes. Kendall, keep going. 
<laughs> this is, of course, the if those who have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's the series where Rick Dalton rose to fame in the 50s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Rick Dalton doesn't actually exist, neither does this show, but it soon will. Now, yeah. It soon will. Uh, no word as to whether or not Leo or Brad will be reprising, but some, please, 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 some please, sources please, please, please. say it's a no-brainer. Um, but I guess we'll find out. Tarantino's working on it. Can I just say one thing? Please. I would just scream if DiCaprio was in the series Mm. and during a dangerous stunt, Pitt was doing it and you as the viewer could tell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like if they purposely made it so you could tell it was Pitt standing DiCaprio, it would have to be. Yeah. I would just, and you know what, but the whole thing is played straight, but I would just live for that. Yeah. I, that's, that's the dream (laughs) for me, for this show that I don't want anything less. I will accept it and enjoy it nonetheless, but you know what I mean? I just, I would love that so much. I don't know if they could afford Pitt and DiCaprio for a five part. No, but if it's going to be, I mean, Bounty Hunter, I'm guessing was probably like a, you know, I've. Maybe 20, 30 minutes, like kind yeah. of serial style TV yeah. series. Uh, that's uh, that's the kind of the vibe I got from Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. It's just bonkers that uh, Tarantino is like, yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to make this. Tarantino, make it happen and make those boys in there. Please. 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 <laughs> I'm sure they're dying to work together again. I'm sure they are. Um, and lastly, in the nerdy news, before we wrap up and move on, I just wanted to touch on the Oscar nominations mm-hmm. that came out last week. Um, we have nine films nominated for Best Picture, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Ooh. Those are the nine films that are vying for the top, top prize. Um Joker leads the pack with 11 nominations. Wow. A comic book movie, ladies and gentlemen, is leading the Oscars pack with 11 nominations. I'm sorry, I just have to reiterate how awesome that is. Holy cow. It won't win Best Picture. No, I don't think so. Joaquin better win Best Actor. Joaquin has to win. Has to win. Uh, Behind Joker, The Irishman, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are tied for 10 nominations apiece. Following them, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, Marriage Story, Little Women on six nominations. Mm. And I wanted to shout out Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker for getting three Oscar nominations. Nice. Including one for John Williams scoring his last Star Wars film. Oh, bless. And so I, part of me really wants him to win. Yes. Yeah. You know, just because... Because of that, I because think so. Because of that, yeah. yeah. And, and it's John Williams, I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like he should just win every time he's nominated. He really should. You know, like how Meryl should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, yes, the Oscars are known for being sentimental at times, so yeah. it would not surprise me. Which is why Michelle didn't get it for the Fabulous Baker Boys, but move on. Mm. <laughs> we will move on. Yep. Speaking of moving on, that is the nerdy news. All done and dusted for this week. Um, if we're all good, mm-hmm. let's roll on up to the trailer park. Let's do it. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Hee-haw. Okay. Trailer park time. Folia. Yes. What trailer would you like to talk about first? Uh, let's start with um, 
Guns Akimbo. Cool. <laughs> I'm happy to go Guns Akimbo. All guns blazing. Yeah. All guns. Yeah. Guns are blazing. Um, what did you think of this then? Oh, I'm not a huge fan of action films, but give me Daniel Radcliffe with guns strapped to his hands and just running around saying, don't kill me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> just looks, it looks like, it, it just looks like some, like something's just gone wrong for him. And yeah. all of a sudden he's, he's had, he's had handguns bolted to his hands. <laughs> yeah. Something's definitely gone wrong. <laughs> It just looks like it's going to be fun because there's a lot of humor coming from from Daniel's character. Yes. Um, but at the same time, he's like him and the uh, the other character that's trying to kill him is telling you know he's telling her we can get out of this. It's going to be suicidal, mm. but we can get out of this. <laughs> so it looks interesting. Um, not sure whether I'll go see it in cinemas, but. We'll see. If there's another trailer that comes out later on, I might might watch that first and see how I feel. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it looks looks interesting. Daniel with an American accent. Yeah, I never never get used to it. <laughs> no. Never get used to it. <laughs> Thank God. Oh my goodness. Cool. Yes. What about you, Wayne? Uh, it feels like an underground comic book movie. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah, I love the palette of this. I love its (laughs) sense of humour. I probably showed a little too much for my liking as a a trailer. Yeah, that's fair. But I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I think it's the uh, most interesting of the three films we'll talk about in this segment. Uh, I'm lucky I love Daniel Radcliffe. I I think he's such an interesting actor. I like his choice of roles since he's done Harry Potter. Absolutely. He, uh, He changes it up a lot. Um, hit and miss and has done different genres so I love that he's just thrown himself into this this looks like a fun action mm. comedy mm-hmm. um, very colourful but still edgy at the same time very yeah. quirky is being yeah. pursued by a woman mm. with a cigarette from hanging out of her nostril yeah. and I am all for it I think this looks fantastic I love yeah. the way it's edited the way mm-hmm. it looks Yeah, it, it, it's a winner of a trailer like yeah. it really pulls you in it's yeah. very good yeah you liked it too Kendall? yeah I did I liked it quite a bit um, I mean I mean, like, I've probably seen films that are similar style to this that maybe do it a bit better because I don't know if I don't know if it's just going to be a good trailer and maybe not a great film. I don't know. I'm I'm like, I really like the trailer, but I'm just, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm definitely going to watch it Mm. um, just because I mean, mostly just Daniel Radcliffe because hello. (laughs) Um, But um, and I do appreciate the originality of it mm. as well. Although it kind of, I don't know, I say originality and I'm like, wait a second. I think maybe this trope has kind of been done before where you have this kind of, it's very black mirror esque, like this, uh, app or this service is like, you know, picking these criminals to face off against each other. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can't think of a movie where I've seen that done before, but there's something similar. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of been done like, or yeah. even like, you know, hunger games sort of, ex- oh, yeah, except, you know, well, went back to the running man as well. Like, yeah, with yeah. Schwarzenegger in the, you know, That's late eighties, early nineties. Um, you're right. It doesn't offer anything new, but I like that it presents it in a fresh way. Yeah, that's um, that's correct. Yeah, yes. and I think also sort of piggybacking on a point that you know you were maybe making or at least triggered a, a point that I was thinking that I didn't mention was that if I did have an issue with this trailer, is that I feel like the best gags are in it. Yeah, that's it's one of those ones. That's concerning. Where I yeah. feel like the best gags are in the trailer, yeah. and they were good gags. Don't get me wrong. Mm. 
but I wouldn't be surprised when I watch it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, well, it kind of goes off what you're saying about yeah. how it shows a lot. And yeah. it does show a lot. Um, but maybe it's because, you know, they've got such a, a quirky kind of movie that they're mm. trying to sell. They're probably just trying to show as much as they can without giving it all away mm. just yeah. to get people in. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, but I guess we'll find out. I'm... Yeah, I'm definitely. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely curious and ex- and excited to it to a degree. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's as good as it looks. Yeah, excellent. Um, so Guns Akimbo will be in cinemas on the 28th of February. Yes, lovely. Ch- check it out. It's coming soon. Mm. Coming soon. Um, Wayne. Yes, my dear. What is the next trailer we should talk about? Yeah, so Peter Rabbit two. Peter Rabbit two. <laughs> this uh, is. It's an incredibly cute trailer. Yes. Yeah. Like, it is just divine. Mm-hmm. I love the look of this trailer. Mm-hmm. It's a message movie for the kids, and yep. I think it knows its audience, and it's going to tell a st- story really well. Mm-hmm. We know this because the entire story is told in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to see this movie. I've seen it beginning to... Like, the whole the whole arc is... Is yeah. in this trailer. Yeah, um, it is gorgeous. Do not get me wrong. It looks so beautiful and so sweet and cute, and such a fun family movie. But I've seen it. The trailer yeah. tells me everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It does. Yeah, in, in that regard, it is a horrendous trailer. <laughs> it, just, it tells you the whole character yeah. arc. It tells you the whole narrative. It everything from the inciting incident to the <laughs> you know to, to the ending like yeah. it tells you everything it does yeah. and, and I, I don't know i don't know why it's done that i mean this is yeah. the second trailer for this yeah. i mean it's a obviously a kids film yeah. so maybe maybe some kid i mean but then again you but, can't just say because it's a kids film they should show the whole thing but, but the thing is it's a sequel yeah if kids love the first film they'll just go to the sequel they'll yeah, just go exactly. they'll yeah. just go yeah, yeah, yeah. frozen 2 anyone like, but it is so effing cute yeah it's like, very it's really so really adorable is. It, is it is beautiful but again um if you want to save yourself the admission ticket just watch the trailer you've seen the film mm. you yeah. can discuss the whole movie based on the trailer I'm, I'm begging I, it I'm flashing I'm flashing back to when we watched it wasn't there a moment you and I like made eye contact and almost rolled our eyes and I can't remember what happened in the trailer possibly I can't remember we, we watched the trailer <laughs> we watched the trailer like an hour ago now yeah. I feel, so I've, I've completely forgotten yeah. but there was some something in there that we were both like uh, yeah okay. <laughs> here we go yes here so probably just kind of reiterating what yeah. you just said yeah. um but yeah, just I don't really have too much to say except to really just kind of agree with Wayne. But um, I I like this. I feel like I would like this more than I like the first one because I remember hating the trailer for the very like for the first film. Right. Um, and I had no interest. But there are things in this trailer for this film that kind of make me want to watch it mm. just because some I think some of the humor was was not too bad actually. Yeah. Some That's some sweet. of yeah, it's very sweet and some of it's. Kind of laugh out loud, funny, but then most of it was just, yeah, typical kids, yeah, yeah, kind of humor, nothing much to it. No. Um, if something yeah. gets sort of toppled over, or somebody trips, or you know, kids yeah. love that stuff. No, yeah. slapstick will always win, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is very true. Yeah. But yeah, I probably, I mean, I probably won't, probably won't watch it. It's not really, no. made, it's not really made I, for me anyway. Yeah. What did you think, fully? I probably won't see it in the cinema because you know, as I agree with. Uh, what both of you have said that a lot of the story has already been t- told in in the trailer, mm. and so you know what else is going to happen throughout the film. Yeah. Like honestly, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'll probably wait until it comes out on like DVD or on some sort of streaming service and I'll watch it that way. Yeah. And um, do you know what? Wait another year or two when you've yeah. forgotten the trailer. Yeah. And then you'll love it. I yeah. yeah I feel probably. like it's that kind of movie. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's a good movie. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. do. But yeah. you just like, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. It is so cute. Oh my And gosh. it is funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely like, I would, I w- I'd like to forget what I've just seen and go and watch the film. Don't you want to own a bunny now? No, I really like, don't. Like, I want a, a, I want a, a bunny with, with an Give open denim wabbit. blue shirt. I, just, <laughs> I really do. But I want a wabbit that does not act up like Peter. I want it all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to just sit there eating grass. <laughs> you want I'm it to get out to mischief. Yes. Yeah, that's why I got a cat. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This yes. is true. Okay. Uh, when can we see Peter Rabbit 2? 19th of March. 19th of March. Or watch the trailer and see it now. I'm yeah, letting it well, go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, no. Okay. Yeah. Last but not least, Kendall. Yes. Now, this was a trailer you didn't particularly fancy, hey? Oh. No? That's an understatement. Or was that just me? Mm. Might be just you. Okay, talk. Completely talk. misreading. <laughs> talk to me, my dear. Yes. What's the trailer? The final trailer for Trailer Park this week is the first trailer for Morbius. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god. If you really want to see my full thoughts, go watch my reaction. I did a reaction video, it's on the YouTube channel right now. Um, non scripted ramblings. Non scripted ramblings. Oh my god. I'm back on the Jared Leto bandwagon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> holy crap. Holy I never crap. got off it, just for the record. Well, okay. Look, look, I didn't entirely get off it. I mean, I was just... There. You had one leg on the ground. I had one leg on the ground yeah. after that last 30 Seconds to Mars album that I won't talk about. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I've been excited for this film ever since I found out he was going to be in it, especially because it's a vampire movie. Yeah. Uh, a vampire comic book movie. Mm. Um, and especially a character that's never been adapted for the screen before. Yeah, I know nothing about uh, it. No, no, I knew nothing about uh, Morbius at all um, but I am this trailer is just it's, it's so good I feel I really love it the more I watch it the more I love it mm. um, Jared Leto looks great in this role I mean we all know he, he's a wonderful actor Oscar winning actor mm-hmm. um, I've met him anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> just throw that in there um, <laughs> he breathed on her <laughs> he looked into my eyes and he said hi hi <laughs> <laughs> And I died. And Kendall was like, <laughs> yeah. basically, basically. Anyway, he's very dreamy. Um, but no, it's really cool to see him in this kind of role. I'm very excited to see uh, what he can bring to a character like this. You know, kind of seems it kind of gives me Doctor Strange vibes, and the fact that like he's got this kind of condition. Sorry, I ruined it for Wayne. But just only in the fact, only in right. the fact, nothing to do with the film, but no. just in the terms of the character himself yeah. having a condition that he's trying to fix, yes, uh, and thereby make creates himself. Uh, uh, you know. This anti-hero. Morbius is an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. He's not a straight-up yeah. um, hero in this. And, uh, yeah, two other things I want to say before I hand it over to someone else, because otherwise I'll talk forever. Um, this is looks looks to be very well connected to uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are, t- there are two big Spider-Man references mm-hmm. in this trailer. The first is uh, a picture of... Um, 
of Spider-Man with the word murderer plastered across. Um, I won't, you haven't seen Far From Home yet, mm. so I won't tell you who he murders mm. or if he murders anyone, but that's a thing. Uh, and the second, second one is uh, the appearance of one Michael Keaton mm. right at the end of the trailer that made me lose my fucking mind. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, uh, he was Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. The Vulture, mm-hmm. in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, they're connected. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Leto's in the MCU, technically. Um, so I'm very, yeah, I'm very, very excited. Um, someone else, start talking. I'm going to collapse for a second. <laughs> Fulia, Fulia, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Skipping Wayne. No, no, I'm gonna me. You have to acknowledge the skipping. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne wants. But to I will anyway. I, just, just for the record, because you all can't see us, I was about to speak and Kendall at the just same time railroaded me. I didn't mean to. And was like, Fulia, speak. At, literally at the same time, <laughs> I said, Fulia, you started to go. Well, maybe, well, maybe it's because I'm not gonna have much about much to say about it. So that's probably why. I don't have much to say either. But you go, Fulia. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks interesting. Probably not my tone of movies that I would usually go and see. Uh, a bit too dark. Um, but that doesn't mean that I probably won't ever watch it. I might watch it at some stage, uh, but maybe not in the cinemas. Um, but it it does look like an interesting sort of concept to the story. Like I've yes. never sort of come across uh, this person that has the ability to be a a bat or a vampire in any way. So, um, yeah, it looks interesting to the trailer, but I probably won't be seeing it anytime soon. Well, that sucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Only if the movie, <laughs> only if the movie is bad, is bad, then it's great for you. Mm, and then, well, but hopefully, I'll never know. hopefully it's not bad. You never know. You just said you might watch it. I might. Okay. I feel, Slim chance. I feel like Kendall will watch it. Enough times for both of us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Wayne. This this trailer has like a lot of information thrown into it. Yes. And I feel like it's because it's quite a convoluted story. I mm-hmm. feel like I didn't like, you not knowing this character, it obviously wants to introduce the character. Yes. And, and the backstory. So it does give give you a lot. I think that's kind of yeah. the objective. Of the yeah, trailer, I think so too. It yeah. accomplishes it quite yeah, well. Yeah, it tells you a lot of information. Mm. But I feel like the story he's going to find himself in is going to either be quite simple <laughs> because it needs to be because so much is happening here mm. or it will I think it runs the risk of being convoluted okay um, and that's not to say that it will yeah but I, it's one of the things that that, that struck me like wow there's a lot of stuff happening mm. um, I wonder you know it almost yeah. gave me um, you know like a, like Dawn of Justice vibe as well oh. um, how for me like Dawn of Justice um, is such a fantastic movie. Um, if it and it would be, a, and I'm a I'm a fan of Dawn of Justice. Don't get me wrong, uh, and I really enjoy it. But I think it's such like an A grade movie, and then the third act kicks in. Yeah, like and that's when because like oh okay now we have to introduce all these other characters into it to and and you know try to expand everything like yeah. that unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, this runs the risk of of trying to be too clever. I think of, of okay. going too far ahead. Okay. That's just the vibe that I'm getting. I could be completely wrong. No, no. Um, because I do, you know, like the Spider-Man, you know, movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Venom I didn't mind. Didn't love, but I didn't mind. Yeah. Like yeah. I was okay with it. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, it didn't yeah. offend me. I thought it was kind of okay. I kind of feel the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this is this is interesting. Yeah. It doesn't mm. greatly appeal to me, mind you. Mm. Um, but Jared Leto, hello. Yeah. Um, and even more so. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, so I'm probably a bit more keen on this one than you okay. are, uh, fully are, but I, I approach it with trepidation. I'm not going to lie. No, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah, yes. but uh, but it, potential's there. Potential mm. is there. Uh, it looks good. It does. It's got, it's got great cast. It's like... it's a fantastic cast. Yeah, it's got a lot going for it. Yeah, so yeah. I I appreciate and understand your enthusiasm, Kendall. Thank you. Like I, I, I see it. Yeah. 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 Fully, uh, yes. you, did, you did react to Matt Smith popping up. Yes, I, I saw Matt Smith and I'm like, oh, I wonder what his character is going to be. Mm. Is it possible for that man not to look sexy? Can oh, we just man. put that out there? Yeah, it's, it's it's, not- I just feel like all he has to do is just like walk across a room. Yeah. He doesn't turn up without effort. Yeah, basically. Like, really? Yeah. I, feel, yeah. I, just, I just needed that acknowledgement that no, I, no, I wasn't fair. the only one. And then can you imagine a scene with Matt Smith and Jared Leto? Making out. Mm, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I will happily watch Under that. a waterfall. Ooh. Mm. Give me too romantic for White shirts. And wear white yeah. shirts, yeah. <laughs> and then no shirts. And then no shirts. And then white wife fronts. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> too, too steamy. Water. Too steamy. Okay. Morbius is coming out when, Fulia? The 31st of July in the US and the UK. So yes. probably around that sort of time Around for us that time well. for us, yes. Fabulous. <clears throat> All right. That's Trailer Park. Yeah, Quickie review. Excellent. So I'm going to uh, start my quickie reviews. Um, first up, I saw a beautiful French film called Portrait of a Lady on Fire that should have been nominated for uh, Best International Feature Film at the Oscars, formerly known as Best Foreign Film. They've changed the, mm. uh, the title of the category. Uh, it did not get nominated. It was nominated for a Golden Globe, didn't win, because Parasite, and everyone's mm-hmm. Parasite, it's going to win. However, um, this is... Uh, it's, oh, God. It's one, of, it's one of the most brilliant films like and in terms of telling a love story Mm. um that i've like seen in forever wow um like it's so it's so powerful and so moving it took me a little while to get in just to kind of figure out what the story was because basically it's set in probably the 17 or 1800s in france and um this woman who's a painter um uh gets asked to come and paint this like uh, I don't want to say aristoc- aristocrat or just you know upper class, very upper class French uh, French uh, woman who's around the same age as her, and she doesn't like having her um, portrait painted. She doesn't like sitting. Mm. She doesn't like posing. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's not about that at all. And so it, it's basically, this this woman's come from outside to kind of um, study her and go with for her like go with her on walks to just kind of you know, take her in, in mentally and then sit down and try and paint her without her Ooh. knowing. Wow. Um, and just from there, the two of them on these walks they, they do along the beach and along this cliff face, it's very beautiful. Mm. Um, they, they end up falling in love. And it's... <laughs> I was floored. I was absolutely floored. The chemistry between these two women was just off the charts. And... 
like it was a very timeless love story because I one of the big things I thought going out of it was just that uh, it doesn't matter what the sexes of these two people are. Yeah, it would have worked. Two men, a woman, and a man. Same. It did not matter. That's the power of a good story because that means mm. it's universal. It's so universal and just so poetic and. I just, I absolutely adored it. Um, and the the last five minutes of the film brought me to tears. Mm. I was, oh my God. It's <laughs> so, it's so wonderful. So I, I, I'd probably give this a four and a half out of five. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sounds lovely. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very upset. Didn't get an Oscar nomination, but it's definitely worth seeking out if, mm. if you have the time. Uh, and then I just wanted to give a quick little wrap up of the epic Arrowverse crossover crisis on infinite earth. No spoilers, no spoilers, <laughs> no spoilers. Um, it's come to an end this week and holy, holy cow. Um, it was so good. And I'm I, like, it's the best crossover they've done. And that's, you know, I, it had such high expectations and it met them and surpassed them. Wow. That's awesome. That's huge. Yeah. Because you know how huge. the nerds are. Yeah. 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 Mm. No, the, the reviews across the board I've, re- I've been reading online have been, you know, outstanding. My own thoughts and re- critical, you know, take on it has been also outstanding. Like it's, it's, yeah, I can't wait to sit down and watch it all together as like a movie because wow. I kind of, I kind of watched it in different parts except for the last two which aired on the same night so i was able to watch them back to back um but yeah this the cameos the the fight scenes the special effects you know for a tv budget they make it work yeah um and the just the the acknowledgement of uh you know all of this build up because they've been building up to this event it's very much the like the infinity war of or slash end game of the, the, of, the of the Arrowverse. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's also, you know, like Arrow started this whole thing mm. and like he played like Oliver Queen plays such a pivotal role in this crossover, like huge. Because Arrow's about to come to an end. Yeah. As we know, that's not a spoiler. Um, and then they've built, been building up to Crisis ever since they first uh, you know, mentioned it in the Flash season one. So Flash mm. plays a huge part as well. And it's just it's superb um, and DC fans especially will lose their ever-loving minds mm. because of the references, because of the, the deep cuts they do to shows and films past. It's just... It's a, it's a comic book fan's wet dream, honestly. Yeah, sounds lovely. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, five out of five for me. Mm. Yeah, nice one. Awesome. Yes, so if you want to know more about how I think and feel... Uh, about the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, check out my unscripted rambling series mm. on YouTube. I need to watch them. You do, and so do you, Wayne. Yeah. Play. I would, Lagging behind. I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. On I'm that. still going to make sense of it all, though, right? Yeah, okay. you'll get the story. All right, good. Just from watching Arrow, yes, you'll get the story. No, um, and you have, you, I mean, you've seen, yeah, you've seen the other characters before in the yes, previous crossover, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, Kendall, if you just watch the five... Episodes Five episodes, yes. Alone, without ever watching anything else, would you get it or not really? I I feel like I feel like you would, but you it's kind of same as the the Marvel films. If you, you get more out, you of get it. more out of it if you watch them all. Right, it's the same thing. Um, but it is a story that makes sense because in the first episode they don't really kind of dumb it down for you know yeah. newer viewers or non regular viewers. Yeah. but they do kind of say this is. This is the story we're telling. This is where we're these at. These are the players. And yeah. yeah. And you get little hints of story story arcs from the respective shows. Yeah. Um, but they don't 
particularly play a huge part of the overall story, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're rewarding the fans. You're not pandering mm. to newbies just yeah. having a curious look, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, yeah you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And Sounds lovely. Yeah, the fans are well rewarded. Nice. <laughs> Happy to say. Awesome. Okay. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That means. It's time. It's time for. Popcorn culture. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> popcorn culture. Yes. Popcorn culture time. Awesome. All right. Wayne. Yes. What have we decided to discuss for today's show? Well, we have decided to listen mm. and now react mm. to five of the songs from Eurovision. Yes. Australia Decides yes. 2020. Yay. So five songs that are going to be in contention to represent Australia mm. at this year's Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting yes. stuff. It was a mixed bag. Yeah. Mm. It was a mixed bag and we've got mixed opinions. Yes. So, very mixed opinions on these yeah. songs. So should we do it? Let's yeah. do, do it. it. Let's do it. Beautiful. Okay. So shall we go top to bottom in, yeah. in the order here? Yeah, let's discuss them in the order we want, we listen to them. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. So the first song um, is from former Australian Idol winner, Casey Donovan. Yeah. Uh, an incredible talent she oh, is. Lovely. Beautiful. Um, absolutely beautiful. Beautiful and voice. She, beautiful beautiful woman. voice. And beautiful yes. woman too. Oh, outstanding. She's just, yeah, she's beyond fabulous. Um, so she presents us with a, a moving track called Proud. Yes. Mm. Who would like to go with their thoughts? Their thoughts? Who would like to go with their thoughts, thoughts? first? Um, <laughs> I'd like to first maybe read out the um, the little um, passage that the artists have written about the song. Yeah, good idea for oh, that. Oh, please. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you have, do you have them for yes, all of yes, them? Yes, yes, I oh, do. Yes, I love for it. The, for the five that we've got. Amazing. Um, so Casey Donovan said... Uh, From the first line of the song to the end crescendo, I had fallen in love with this song. It spoke to me in a way music hasn't in a very long time. Proud is merely a reminder to yourself to be proud of who you are, proud of all the ups and downs, to keep getting up despite the pain and push forward no matter how many people you put down. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy at that. It's an anthem of self-love and acceptance, a little reminder that we have to stand tall and proud. Lovely. Yes. That is really good. Yes. Awesome. And I, I really have to agree with, with what she said. The song is very, um, sort of very, well, proud. Yeah. Like you can hear it in the song, in, in her voice as mm. well, that it's, it's, all about, it's all about you and how you love yourself yeah mm-hmm. and the people around you yeah and i i i think i like it it's a really lovely ballad yeah yeah one of the things that i've always said about eurovision is that eurovision is a party so it should be dancey it should be poppy yes however if you're going to do a ballad i want a power ballad yeah this is it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So this for me is very Eurovision, mm. but it's also very Casey Donovan as yes. well. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And because Casey is quite open about her own personal demons and struggles mm. and her own journey yeah. and, and things like that, there is just a lovely sentiment that comes with this. Mm. However, I feel like even for audiences that don't know Casey, 
that message will come through because she is such a wonderful performer. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. picture her performing this on stage and it is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my note for this one is I love a power ballad. Yeah. And I love Casey Donovan too, I think. Yeah. I think she's going to, to perform this really well. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good contender. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of songs we haven't heard yet, but I yeah. think uh, it, because it's her and she's such a wonderful stage presence mm-hmm. and performer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I really, I'm with you fully. I love this song. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was um yeah I was having Australian Idol flashbacks. Like I forgot how good she was. Yeah, you know, um just how powerful that voice is, how lovely it sounds, and just emotive. You know, Mm. you can you can like you were saying with Mm. you know her her story, her struggle she's been through. You know, you can feel yeah her putting that into this. Yeah. And so I can't wait to watch her perform it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like this song. It's got a beautiful message. Mm. Definitely something that. I mean, I can't really speak too much for Eurovision because I'm very much a newbie to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be a part of it, thanks to you lovely people. Yes, Made me into <laughs> yes. One of us. Oh, dear God. What have I done? <laughs> you can't back out now. No, it's too late. Um, but no, it feels like a, a, a song like this that gives a message like this would be very well recepted yeah. by the Eurovision audience. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, and I mean, you know, uplifting power ballads such as this mm. are definitely a winner. Um, so, yeah, I, I uh, this is one of my favorites out of the five we're going to yeah, talk about same. today. Yeah, yeah, me too. Really like it. Uh, Wayne, yes. what's the next song? Diana Rubis. And she performed Can We Make Heaven? Mm, yes. This is like Eurovision-esque. Like mm. it's suitable. Yeah, yeah. It's suitable. It's not as great. It's a ballad as well. Yeah. It's nowhere near as good as Casey's ballad. No. But it's still a good ballad. It's a, Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is something I really want to see on stage because I feel like it will be complemented by really good choreography. Mm. Just yeah. based on the beats, on the sound yep. of it. That's yeah. fair. Um, so I think it will be enhanced being on stage. I think it will be better as an overall performance mm-hmm. as opposed to a standalone track. Yeah. Um, and it's this type of ballad that has to have a wind machine involved at some point. Yeah. yeah. I just I just picture a wind <laughs> machine um, in it. Liked it. Did not love it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fully. Oh. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. Fully, fully, you want to go first? That's all right. Um, I'll just, uh, just read out uh, Diana's little passage that she says about the song. Yes. Uh, Can We Make Heaven was inspired by the personal lessons we learn in life and how I feel we can choose to be empowered, choose to grow, create, manifest, and be the light in the darkness. Mm. The last few months have been an incredibly difficult time for so many Australians affected by the bushfires, and it has been so inspiring to watch the nation come together to support those in need. It is amazing to see what we can achieve when we all band together, and I know our resilient spirits will see us through to find that light again Mm. yes um i agree with uh wayne it it's a good ballad but not the greatest Mm. um i'm having a little bit of a hard time of actually remembering the song so that actually says something for me at least Mm -hmm. um like you said, maybe perf- like performance-wise, it might be a lot better when it's performed on stage. Yeah. Um, with you know a bit more, a few other elements happening as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good song, 
but not as memorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, Kendall? Yeah, I don't think this is a, a contender yeah. for, for, so. for the Australia designs and let alone Eurovision if we did happen to pick it. I yeah. Don't, I don't think... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a good battle, like you guys have said, um, you know, and it does have a, a great message. I did really like... The lyric, um, you know, can we make heaven out of this hell? Yeah. I Mm. I think that's very poetic and speaks to what she's saying about, you know, Australia coming together to, Mm. you know, bring some light to the darkness that has been the last few months for our country. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's really empowering. And that on a world stage could, you know, translate pretty, pretty Mm. well. Um, However, yeah, I just don't, I don't feel it. I don't feel I definitely didn't like this as much as Casey Mm. Um, proud was a very good song as I said as well so yeah not not one for me not one for me she's got a lovely voice but yeah uh, absolutely lovely mm, but the song not so much yeah yeah Okay. Next uh, one. Next one, Fulia. Our next contender is Mitch Tambo, and he said, uh, "What's the name of the song?" The song is "Together." Together, yes. And he says, uh, "Together" is a really important song to me. It's the culmination of everything I want to do with my music to bring people from all walks of life, cultures, and creeds together with a message of love, especially when so many are going through such tough times. It's the perfect song for Eurovision, which is all about uniting people through music, no matter what language they speak or sing. I can't wait to get out on that stage and perform this song for Australia and the world. Um, I have to say, this is a this was a really nice song. Mm. I enjoyed it, um, and the fact that it's got his native language mm. of um i'm not sure it's it's an indigenous language yes um but the fact that it's part of his song just mm. makes it really interesting mm-hmm. and i like it yeah i really yeah. enjoyed that perf- uh, that performance yeah yeah i i loved it mm. the, the the i my grin kept getting wider and wider the more i listened yeah. to this song it, it's and it's not just the message um of it and you know the the just the lyrics and I just I I love the music behind it as Definitely, well. Yeah. The uh, the just the melody was really nice, really powerful, mm. and really just uplifting and yeah. rousing. And I feel like you know Wayne, you said mm. earlier like Eurovision likes a party. Yeah. I feel like out of the five, not to jump ahead, this might be the biggest clo- or closest song to a, a party mm. uh, or a party starter. Like this kind of seems like a you know. Very encouraging, rousing kind of yeah, song, definitely. and and then the fact that he's using his indigenous language. Yeah, I adore that. Yeah, and uh, what a beautiful way to represent Australia. Yeah, mm. um, uh, not just to Europe but to the world. Yeah, you know, definitely. to have a song like this, I think it's brilliant. I yeah, this was my favorite. I really, I, totally I agree. without having listened to the other five that are either yet to be released yeah. slash we haven't, we will talk about at some point. I'm sure. Um, I want this song to win. Yeah, I want, definitely. I want him yeah. to represent. I, made Mitch, that Mitch Tambo gets Mitch, my yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I agree with both of you. Um, so I was writing notes during the these songs because I knew I'd probably forget them. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and at the same time, I was then actually ranking them as well. Mm. Uh, this is on top of my list. So yeah. I absolutely agree. It's um, so good, right? I absolutely <laughs> love this song. 
I think it's such a, a great representation of Indigenous Australian talent. Mm. I love the message of mm-hmm. the song. I love that it's a pop song. Yeah. yeah. And I sense that however this plays out for Mitch, uh, and I do absolutely look forward to seeing him perform this on stage. It's going to be amazing. On stage. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Whatever happens, it will be uh remixed as a club or dance remix it's got a vibe about it, it like does. You said, the music is so good yeah. that you just feel like sped up mm. some extra music added like it's it could go off it, yeah it absolutely it will be a, a total banger yeah and <laughs> i just i and it's gorgeous as it is mm. um and so i think a lot of people want to play with this in terms of mixing and putting yeah. their own styles to yeah, it definitely. Um, I'm all for it, and mm. I I agree with you. I th- I'd love to see this represented. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to to hear the other five songs that are yeah. up for contention yeah, me too. that we're not discussing today. That'll be interesting. Mm. But at the moment, this one's this is a winner. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yes. Uh, it's Yay. so it's such a gorgeous. Song. It is beautiful. Yeah. It really I love is. everything about this song. Yep, yeah, same here. Absolutely. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, our fourth out of five songs in contention for Eurovision Australia Decides 2020 is a song called Life mm-hmm. by, oh God, by, a gen- <laughs> by an artist named Iota. Okay. Um, I feel like we're going to have a lot to say Yes. With this one. Who would like to go first? Julia, tell us what Iota says about this song. All right, so uh, Iota says, I really like this song and it's not my song. It was written by Jesse Watt, uh, but I love it. Life is inspirational and energetic, positive, mighty, heartfelt, and fun. It's been a joy to imbue my emotion and vibe into another writer's song to make it my own and hopefully please the listeners. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, not, not my favorite song, to be honest. It didn't really sound that great. Um, I don't know. I think just my, my, my type of story song styles that I really listen to that I really love it's probably not one of them um yeah just didn't, it just really weird um not to mention the video that we watched that came with it mm. <laughs> was very strange and very disorienting for yeah. me it really put me off I had to look away I noticed you look away yeah I had yeah. to look away a few times Sorry, I, I, I just, did as well yeah um I don't know no I don't think this would be a contender to no. be honest um yeah no i'm look i can say one good thing about it is that i i I like the the fact that this artist is clearly an individual and he is displaying his individuality um Mm. through the song and through the video yeah um i like the the makeup he had on his face Mm. like it looked gorgeous um the cinematography on this was just just bad in, yeah. terms, in terms of the video. Um, I just, yeah, the, the shaky cam kind of really got me. Um, I get what they were trying to evoke with the, you know, how life yeah. is chaos, life is, you know, fun and crazy and all of that stuff. So I kind of get, I get that part of it. Um, and then, you know, yeah, there's more more to that that I think Wayne is going to touch on in a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can see him in the corner of my eye; he's itching to speak. Yeah, but, um, in terms of anything cynical or ne- negative, kind of like yeah. we'll just go to Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. But sometimes She's trolling me today. Sometimes. <laughs> 
you're all, I could just tell you're itching to say something, all right? But yeah, me in general, I've got a big mouth. Well, <laughs> and that's what I love about you. Thank you, my dear. Yeah, you know, of course, you're welcome. Um, but as the song itself, yeah, I don't think this is fit to represent Australia. No. Um, it, I, I, again, I, I do admire it for being a little different, a little quirky, a little weird. Like, there's nothing wrong with a little weird. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it's the right fit for Australia no. at Eurovision 2020. Mm. Wayne? Well, just before we talked about, you know, my favourite song, which mm. was the one that Mitch had sung. This is my least favourite song yeah. uh, for today. It probably mm. will be the least yeah. of the top ten. Um, I agree with you, Kendall. I love the look of this artist. Mm. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. I, I love this, you know, embracing this beautiful identity. Mm-hmm. I think that is gorgeous. Mm. I didn't mind the lyrics either of the song. I think it's yeah. well written. Yeah. Yeah. The way the song is presented, um, taking the visuals out of it, didn't actually think it was all that great, though. Mm. I think the lyrics are good, but I don't think like the music actually no. No. does justice to the message of the song. No, that's true. Um, and I absolutely hated the clip with a passion. Mm. Like, hated it. Mm. And a lot of the times these clips are reflective of, of, of how they'll be performed on stage, so we're going to see... Yeah, I'm very uh, yeah, curious to see it. how it comes um, to yeah. life. I would like him to not perform uh, this Oof, on stage wow. in a similar way that it is shot. Yeah, and yeah that's fair. Look, mate, you, you uh, don't get any bonus points from me by referencing Broadman at the end. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Nice try. One yeah. of the, the, the greatest movies of last decade. Mm. No extra points. In fact, <laughs> I hate it even more because you did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's nothing I can really... Besides things that really shouldn't impact the song, such as what the artist looks like, mm. really, because that shouldn't matter. It's all no. about, you know, it's... It's about the song, it's put, about the music. You're supposed to just whack it on yeah. the radio, and if you like it, you like it. Mm-hmm. No. Did not yeah. like this, yeah. No. Yeah. This, 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 this was actually quite disappointing. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember seeing that the artist thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. Mm, I remember you commented too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. 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 Not at all. <laughs> not, yeah. not to be. Sad to say, but no. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Not well, doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> it's not happening. Not voting for it. Not voting for no. it. No. Okay. No, no one's going to vote for it. No. no. But then you say that, and then Australia's is going to be like, you know what? Let's put this into Eurovision. Like we, that, we, we like, like it. Like that, was it that Danish or Norwegian um, death metal band from back in the day? Like Finland. Crazy. Finland. Finish. And they won. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But you go. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Just invite Madonna back. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No. Moving on. <laughs> don't, don't trigger me like that, please. You're lucky I stuck with Eurovision after that. <laughs> For a first Eurovision. I know. Yeah, I'm the high of Eurovision <laughs> fans everywhere. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank yes. you. <laughs> it's not a true reflection of the contest. No. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was terrible. Anyway, Fulia. Yes. What is the last uh, song we're going to talk about today? So the last song that we listened to was called Pushing Stars by Jordan Ravi. And he says, I'm incredibly excited to be releasing Pushing Stars today. And I'm very honored to be releasing it for Eurovision Australia Decides. The song was written by George Shepard, Tanya Doko, and two other Swedish writers, so it has really great Eurovision vibes attached to it. It's such a meaningful song with heartfelt lyrics, and I've been able to put my own spin musically on it. I am really proud of the result, and I hope that Australia falls in love with Pushing Stars. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of it? Um, 
It was a it was a nice little it was a nice song. Yeah. Um, I can't really re- like because we've listened to it like about a, like what was it an hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to sort of remember them straight off after only listening to him once. Yeah. Um, but there's some you remember more than others though, and I suppose yeah. that's reflective of exactly. What I agree. Earlier. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I can remember, it it did stuck music wise. It did sound really nice. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a boy band vibe. Yeah, about it. Actually, I actually liked it. I liked the beat. I thought it was I thought it was a great beat. It was a fun song. Mm. Um, again, I ranked the songs. This was at number three. It was in the mm. middle, so I, I ranked this after Mitch and Casey. Like, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I it was a, yeah. you know, a fun, cute song. Mm-hmm. Um, anything special? No, but um, you know, if it did end up going through, would it be a contender? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you know, like I, I like it's not gonna you know smash any world records or anything. But no, mm-hmm. like it. I there, enjoyed the yeah, song. there uh, have there have been uh, songs similar to this yeah, in Eurovision. So yeah, absolutely. I like, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's gonna. It's not a standout. That's the thing. Mm. It's a good song. It yeah. is a good uh, song, it's, and it's a fun song. And yeah, it's, it's done well. I like the message of it. Like it's it's got a lot of things going for it. Mm-hmm. it just doesn't quite hit yeah. that level. No, that same Mitch's song together did. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. I think it was it wanted to be, but it didn't quite get there. Yeah, I agree. But. Jordan Ravi, wish you all the best because clearly talented young man and, yeah. and, and and you've got a good song here, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, a, yeah, it is a good song, but yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Like mm. same, same with you, Wayne. It's 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 my number three after Casey and Mitch. Mm. Um, yes. Um, I reckon, do we sounds like we rank them the same. I, I, yeah, I would have ranked it. Yeah, I would. I'd rank well. it the, the exact same. As well. same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Figure we all agree. We all <laughs> never <laughs> happens, people. No. You're right. Eurovision does bring people together. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, sorry, um, keep going. Yeah, no, you're right, but uh, yeah, I feel the same. Just like he, it, it's it's a good it's a good song. It's a decent. He's a great singer, um, and I like the vibe of it. But um, yeah, at the end, it just kind of feels like a. It just kind of reminded me of like a mid two thousands like John Mayer <laughs> kind of tune. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but not in a bad way. Mm. Like, just it just kind of called that to mind a little bit for me. But it, it sounded a little repetitive as well. Yeah, very well, very yeah. much a pop formula yeah. kind of tune. Yeah. Um, yeah, but people people may get behind it. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? I don't think this is the one. No. Um, but no. yeah, it's not a bad song. Definitely belongs in the middle, yeah. <laughs> the middle of the pack. All right, cool. So that's uh, that's our thoughts. So yeah. it looks like Mitch Tambo is the front runner for us right now. Absolutely, yes. we're behind you, Mitch. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, cool. So. That was our great little Eurovision yeah. discussion for yeah. you. Do you, have, do you have something there you wanted to add? Yeah, I just wanted to mention that if uh, anyone out there would like to actually watch the live TV final of Australia Decides, mm. um, it will be broadcasting uh, live and exclusive on SBS uh, on Saturday the 8th of February, 7.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm there. <laughs> on the Gold Coast? Yes, literally. Physically, I'm there. <laughs> Wearing my best sparkly suit. All right. I'm going to outshine Joel Creasley, don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Because that, that's an easy thing to do. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Love true. it. Can't wait to watch that. Can't yes. Wait to watch yeah, that. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then maybe next time we meet we may uh may discuss the other five songs yeah sure why not yeah be fun bookend yeah yeah hopefully hopefully uh 
Well, hopefully no one beats Mitch because I just really want Mitch to yeah. win right now. Yeah. But, we'll... but we need to listen to the other songs before mm. we can make that decision. No, I know. That's why I said hopefully. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would like him to win at this Yes, stage. definitely. But, yeah. once, but once we listen, who knows? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's Popcorn Culture done and dusted yeah. for another week. Yeah. Uh, what's up with Fred? Well, since nobody said anything, <laughs> I, as the, the, the last remaining contributor... She was right there. No, that's, that's a joke. Um, I <laughs> she is the... <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I've been busy this week with Fred stuff. Um, apart from, obviously, this podcast, um, I released a couple of non-scripted rambling uh, videos cool. in which I reacted to the Morbius trailer. Yes. As I said earlier, um, which is over 100 views now, which has me very excited. Thank you. I know it's not it's not a lot, but it's I just, huge I, for us. I just yeah. imagine I just imagine you know a room of a hundred people watching me react to it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I try to look at it. Um, but yeah, very like makes me very exciting. This is the most views I've gotten anything in a long time, so I'm very happy about that. Um, it was a really good um, reaction video. I feel yeah, <laughs> yeah especially absolutely. when Michael Keaton comes up at the end. I lost, <laughs> lost my ever loving mind. Um, yeah, so go check that out. Uh, and then again, of course, uh, the, the other rambling episode I did was uh, about parts four and five of the Crisis and Infinite Earths mm-hmm. crossover. I give my full spoiler-filled thoughts on uh, the wrapping up of that, uh, the culmination yeah. of that story. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. Yeah, good on you, um, trailer reactions at 124 views. Oh, yeah. Seven likes, which is really sweet. Seven yeah. likes. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we're a little YouTube channel that could. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us go. And, uh, yeah, it kindles the, the coal and the steam engine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, and then this week, of course, uh, it's Collectible Chaos Filming Week. Yeah. Oh. Um, yes. Hello. I know. So that's, that's going to be fun. And um, I'm excited to try new... And different things with this one, but I'm not going to say exactly what they are. Just yes. we're, we're changing it up a little. We are changing it up a little. CC 2020. CC 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's happening. Um, <laughs> so hopefully it goes well. Yeah. <laughs> of course it will. I'm sure it will. Definitely. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. Yes. Regardless. Exactly. Um, that's that's it from my end. What about you guys? I'm, I don't know. Yeah. So oh, um, yes. podcast yeah. podcast call <laughs> podcast call friend is what we're on. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so I'm doing that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still here. Yes. Uh, yes. Watch just uh, dropped its first podcast yes. for 2020. Yay. Yes. And just like how we started the whole series two years ago. A horrendous movie brought to us <laughs> by Philip. No. <laughs> Not picking on you, Phil, but you know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, so we review Down Among the Zed Men. Mm. Yes. And um, look, it's a shit film, uh, but it's a good review. And I can tell you, the review is more interesting than the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, we had a good it listen was. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Thank we've you. listened. It's a good episode despite... Despite the fact that they're both heavily <laughs> outraged and disappointed yeah. by yes. the film, um, the bloopers were fantastic. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love, I love the fact that I can listen to Phil read out a bunch of names at the start and go, "Oh, I can't wait for the blooper reel." <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Same. I love you know, it. I might have a quiet little uh, wager to myself. Be like. How many bloopers this time? <laughs> <laughs> the record is still unbeaten, correct? Oh, correct. Zulu yeah. holds it. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That episode took me so long to edit yeah. because you know when you just 
about to start a project and you just go, oh, I think this is hard work. <laughs> and you haven't even started yet, but you just remember. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it was a good movie. Yeah. And it was ended up being a really good review too. But mm, we, it look, was. Yeah. Shithouse movie, but great review. So definitely have a listen. Let us know what you think. Yes, um, please. Look, it's a hard movie to come across, but if you've seen it and got thoughts, let us know. Yeah, any Goon Show fans Absolutely. may, may want to check yeah. that out. Yes, and at the end of the episode, we announced that... Uh, Philip and myself will be reviewing Puberty Blues and Miss Thing Fulia joins us for that review. Yay! Uh, So I'm currently editing that one Mm -hmm. and that will be out in February. So third Thursday of February. Um, A great movie and Fulia and Philip don't really agree. So it'll be a good discussion. Mm. Yes. Um, So that's it from me really because I... I'm directing a movie, uh, directing a show at the moment. Yes, and, you are. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's where my my vision that's is. That's where the brain is. That's where that's where everything is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Basically. Yes. But yeah. How about yourself, Leah? Uh, not a lot happening. I'm working the tennis and doing uh, stage managing of the boy I pay for. So mm-hmm. at this stage, for me, it's all about the show. Yes. <laughs> but I would like to cut in and mention that. Uh, We've started posting questions for the new episode of the monthly. We have, uh, yes. Yeah. The very first episode of 2020. Yep. Fulia, what are we asking our lovely listeners? We want to know your spoiler-filled reviews on Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Hey. Send right. them through. We want to discuss. Yes, we're doing, gonna be fun. doing a spoiler-filled episode discussion review. I am super keen. After having seen it a third time, I'm like, I, I can't wait. I need to see it a second time. Yes. <laughs> to remember what happened. Yes. It's okay. I've got notes. You'll be fine. All right. Good. Yes. I got you. Cool. Because <laughs> I probably won't have time before That's, the podcast. Okay. <laughs> We're all very, very busy. Yes. All right, cool. Well, that's what's up with Fred, and I think that might just be it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's it. Yep. That That was was a podcast podcast called Fred. Time for Fred Plugs. Yeah, it is. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery. With our own unique Fred the Alien design, for our talented team, Unibombs, Incompetent Gamers, and our live stagers, and more! And more! That was the Fred Plug. Yes, that yes. was. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Cantaramaggio. And, and you've just, just experienced a podcast called Fred! Fred. Episode 100! Episode 100! Yeah! 100 episodes. Mm. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Evil Pinky. Thing. Yeah. Just for the, the people at home. Because this is not a visual thing. I love audio doing, medium. I love doing visual gags on audio. Yeah, what, I'm gl- glad after a hundred podcasts you got your shit together. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how good am I? I mean, you, you're the ones who put me in charge of this thing. So if it's not successful, I don't know if it's my fault or someone else's. No, no, you've got yeah. a good supporting team. Yeah, yes, I do. I you have do. a great support. Never forget to eat beef. Never Remember forget. Remember to eat beef. Yes, yes. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Here's to another hundred episodes. We of got this. Clink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got this. Yes. And, and good luck yes. to Wayne. Thank you. Writer's yes. Block Theatre for the boy I paid for. Thank you. There'll be a quickie review on next show, I think. Oh, I'm yes. terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Should be, no, don't, don't be too scared, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. And, and scene. scene.